Hello, lovely listeners, and welcome to the Media Beat episode of 41. And here we go. Plenty to get through as ever. I am Oliver Turnbull, and I work for Arthur D. Little. Also working for Arthur D. Little is the head of media, uh, Maureen Kerr. Hello, Maureen. Hello, Oliver. Hello, Claire. And hello, listeners. <laughs> and uh, yes, well, hello, Claire. <laughs> Hello, Oliver. Hello, Maureen. Hello, listeners. So we've gone completely off script. It's quite clear that I have very few jobs to do, and one of them is to say hello to Claire. And Maureen, typically of her, is encroaching uh, on my on my every bit to, to the point where she will no doubt be the uh, host and contributor as well. So uh, never mind, never mind. Uh, I don't mind being sidelined. I'll always get to do the editing, which is uh, which is something that I don't think that you want to do. But anyway, hello to both of you. And I haven't introduced Claire, although uh, I'm sure we have so many regular listeners. She needs no introduction, but she is a media commentator extraordinaire, having done high-profile roles in media companies, having advised media companies and uh, been a leading commentator for many years. And that is Claire Tavernier. So we have Maureen and we have Claire. As usual, we have both their brains in top gear. Uh, So we'll crack on. So normally, as you know, uh, we do one of our world-famous deep dives. uh, And this time, Claire has volunteered to kick us off. And yeah, it's a subject that has been sort of bubbling under for a while to the point now where uh, we feel we should do something in a little bit more detail. So we're going to do the deep dive on the tech and media layoffs. Uh, loads have been in the news. It seems to be getting even worse. Is it a correction or is it something a little bit more permanent? But anyway, I'll hand over to someone who knows what they're talking about. So, Claire, can you just give us um, a little bit of background on what the heck is going on? Well, I can try. The... the 2023, a year ago, started very badly for the tech industry with with major layoffs in in January, February in particular, uh, around uh, January alone last year, in 90,000 employees were laid off across across specifically the tech sector. uh, And uh, that was the worst month of the year, but not the only one. There were layoffs all through the year. And in the end, about 225,000 people were laid off. And it seemed to tail off a little bit towards the end of the year. So there was a hope that maybe that was it. But my friends, it is not. Uh, we're starting January 2024 with the news that YouTube is is, um, is cutting down its, its workforce. Google is laying off hundreds of employees. Uh, we have Amazon also saying that they're going to do layoffs, etc., uh, etc. Et so it's looking like... An, general sense that a lot of tech companies are actively actively laying off uh, employees the same is slowly happening in the media sector certainly broadcasters are looking at their stuff uh, very carefully channel 4 in the uk has already announced that they were going to do a round of layoffs pixar is laying off people disney is laying off people at pixar audible has announced that they were laying off people uh, some of the layoffs at amazon are specifically in the prime prime video area so it's a big question what's happening because some of it is is the economy some of these people are not making any money we've talked about this before with higher interest rates it's it's money is more expensive and they're cutting costs and staff costs are a very easy thing to cut in a way especially in america um but is it only that it feels like it's more than just an adjustment to the economic um background 
I have wonder sometimes whether the fact that Elon Musk arrived at Twitter and fired 90% of the staff and then the whole thing still kind of stood up, although obviously not always and not in a perfect way, made everybody in the, all the other white dudes running these companies around the, around the US go, well, maybe we don't need that many people. And suddenly some of this stuff is, de- is being displaced because of technology development. Some of it is AI. Some of it is just general efficiency. Some of it perhaps was over hiring over COVID, and there is there's, there's certainly in has been the excuse that's been that's been mentioned a lot in uh, in newspapers and by by the PR departments of these various firms. But I'm not entirely sure that's the whole story. So interesting, tough, obviously for all the people involved, uh, and uh, it'll be interesting to see where this whole stabilizes as as things to perhaps return to a bit more business as usual. But I don't know what Maureen's thoughts are on all of this. Oh, and, and I agree with everything you've, you've said so far, because I'm picking up uh, similar vibes. Um, and, and certainly I, 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 there's an excellent um, uh, website. Well, actually, and there's also a Twitter uh, handle here uh, for by, is it, I think it's, uh, by Dreamer or by Noir Dreamer that's setting out um, all of the different tech companies uh, all in the different subsectors. So from consumer through to healthcare, data, uh, logistics, retail, hardware. This is, is not in any one single sector. Um, so it's all those companies, all those tech companies servicing those particular industry segments. And as you say, you know, last year was pretty pretty tough going. Um, I think in the last the last statistic I saw was in the last 11, 12 days, 35 companies have laid off at least five, five to 6,000 people. So it's pretty, I mean, that's just in the first 11 days. So I think it's pretty, I think 2024 may potentially be, in the words of others, brutal. Um, so, so I, I did, I did, I did start to sort of look at and think about whether or not it is this displacement that you're referring to, Claire. And I spoke to some of our AI NL partners at Arthur D. Little, and they were saying if you dig a little deeper, um, a lot of the, lot of the jobs that are going uh, are sales oriented or sort of front ended, rather than sort of the back data-driven, data analyst side. So don't know, it needs, it warrants a further sort of investigation. Um, but if you, I mean, if you listen to Scott Galloway, he kind of like suggests uh, in some major companies where the layoffs are in the five, 10%, like you mentioned, um, you know, Twitter, um, it, that that those particular jobs will be, or those individuals be, be sort of, you know, repointed to other jobs in the industry. Uh, now, I, I haven't seen any proof that that is happening, but Scott Galloway seems to think that that is what is going on. So even if you, you know, you're laid off from one job, there's another one, and there's another opening somewhere else. But my sense is that's a little too, uh, a little too simplistic, and I think um, there isn't that sort of linear relationship. So I'm, my, I'm wondering whether um, there are people sort of, you know, out there desperately looking for for positions. And I think maybe AI. Well, clearly in 2024 is going to be, you know, that that tool for efficiencies restructuring. And there's going to be a lag where a lot of a lot of folks will have to retrain and reskill. So, you know, if you were 
doing something else. Now you need to be a prompt engineer. Prompt engineer is that now important? You need to turn into something else. And so, um, so I think it's quite it's it's, it's uh, pretty staggering to see. Um, and I'll end and pause on the fact that the work is. Uh, it may well be continue to be quite brutal this year for the tech, tech industry. Even on the flip side, there's some lovely, really innovative, really fascinating stuff that AI is enabling um, across all industries, and in particular our industry, which is media. So, um, yeah, yeah, fascinating, fascinating area. I think we should continue to follow this because there's a, well, certainly there's a really great uh, website that's now given us all the um, information by sector, by subcategory. <laughs> And by percentages, so we don't have to calculate it ourselves. <laughs> so tune in again next it's time. Always we nice. can, uh, give, you, give you an update. Yeah. Yeah. Well, one of the reasons Google is given, for instance, to, uh, for the layoff of, of a number of ad people is that they're refocusing the people left into medium-sized clients, small to medium-sized clients, because the big companies, and I sort of quote, now know what they're doing and they don't need as much hand-holding. Uh, so that's a reason and you could see that happening especially if large companies are much more automated in the way that they used to like google uh still uh, it, it, it does point to them google developing m many more solutions that don't involve self-service solutions effectively that don't involve humans uh and i'm i think it will be hard for you know what last year was over two hundred thousand people to find other jobs in an industry that doesn't seem to be hiring as fast and don't remember don't forget these people were very well paid as well it's one thing to find another job but to find another job that at that level of salary might be quite hard well we'll see yeah yeah but to, to that point as well we know that that gaming is meant to be really you know taking off and we saw that last last year but you've got play ticker there's um i'm looking at the uh these numbers i've got in front of me twitch and a few others and and the numbers that are like 10%, 17% or 35% laid off. So they're quite significant, quite worrying. Yeah, Twitch is an interesting yeah. one because it really sits at the at the border mm. between content streamer, streaming essentially and uh, and gaming. Uh, and it's, it ha always had to, was still always on the verge of proving its model. But yeah, we'll, we'll see how that does. It's, it's part of Amazon as well. So it's also part of Amazon's general drive towards efficiency. And that's the word that you hear those tech companies mention now, less growth, more efficiencies, which also reflect, I think, to some extent, what they think the market wants to hear, what probably the market does want to hear. So some of this is also playing nice for shareholders, playing nice for the stock market, making it very clear and very obvious that they're doing the right thing in, in a world that is, you know, value, valuing those sort of moves much higher than they used to. It makes you wonder, doesn't it, whether um, because it's a relatively new industry or new tech or whatever, whether this kind of volatility in the employment market is something to expect. Did it happen during the Industrial Revolution, I suppose? A lot of weavers suddenly got a load of jobs and then they were laid off in massive numbers. I don't know. Is it the industry as a whole right sizing itself and taking years or decades so to do? I don't know. It just seemed incredible. Well, it certainly happened in the 80s when the, the, the mines closed, didn't they? I mean, it does happen when you transition. And, the, you know, the, this is the big question. Are we, are we in a paradigm shift where we are transitioning yeah. to a completely different model of functioning or are we still doing the same thing but more efficiently, you know? Are we, are we breeding yeah. faster horses or are we moving to the automobile? Nobody knows. <laughs> 
<laughs> and that's the beauty. Uh, thank you very much for that insight. Yeah, that was a fascinating uh, story, I have to say, that will run and run. We'll keep an eye on it. And as Maureen says, let's look for the year of AI and brutality, which is the year that historians will refer to 2024 as. Thank you so much. Time to move on. And we know what to. That's right. It's time for In the News. And first up, we have a story from Claire, Claire Tavernier. Um, the headline is End of Cookies. Um, so one, uh, is that true? Uh, and two, will that mean I don't have to click on every single page of every single website that I ever use to ask, am I going to accept cookies? Claire. Well, no. The, I mean, yes, it's true. No, it doesn't mean that. Because this is this is the end of the, the third-party cookies, which... Uh, you know, uh, Google's been talking about for many years, but had, and Google wanted, because of regulation pressure, wanted to remove third-party cookies um, much earlier. But there was there was a huge pushback from advertisers who are not ready because about 80% of pro programmatic advertising buying is is done with the third-party cookies which and what what is third-party cookie it means that you get onto a website and that puts a cookie that is not generated by the website it's generated by a third party that third party is essentially google so google's been saying for years i'm going to we're going to stop collecting third-party cookies other browsers have stopped collecting third-party cookies quite a long time ago firefox for, for instance but google is such a dominant browser uh with 65 or 70 percent of the of the browser market that, that the fact that they were still there meant that cookies were still around uh they have started in january by removing cookies for one percent of their user base which is about 30 million people believe it or not we don't know who these people are i mean i'm assuming they've been chosen randomly and because it's such a small portion of their user base it's very very hard to know what that looks like because obviously it's very hard to find these people but the goal the stated goal of google is that they will remove cookies third party cookies to for all of their users by the end of or by q3 of this year and so this this one percent of users is, is very much a first step and it's but it's finally happening we've been talking about the end of third party cookies for many years uh and now it looks like it might be happening finally that's the news wow how, how are they going to move from 80 percent reliance on that then to zero percent reliance on that is that is that just basically well, a problem that's for... the problem and that's why that's why google's been telling the advertisers advertisers for many years that this was happening i mean it, it's not like it's a surprise but it's they they're not entirely sure how to do it and you know where to go mm. for data and it, the programmatic ad buy is very much in its early days honestly anyway and so the google cookies were a shortcut they were very easy to use uh they were a, a very easy way of getting getting into programmatic ad buying and uh, removing them is causing a lot of headaches for for advertisers there are other solutions out there but they are not as easy to use and they're not as efficient Although they do respect your privacy on the on the on the positive side, and I think with these Google with with deprecation with the Google deprecation, I think for the last couple of years now, I think a lot of companies have been trying to build up a repository of their own first party data, so they work within. And of course, and we've got wall gardens and the like. So I think they they but nobody believed this was going to eventually happen or finally happen. 
uh, and they've been trying to build up their own sort of first party data but uh, I think it's going to just continue to shake out the industry yeah yeah well, I hope it gives me a better user experience thank you for that story uh, next we're going to stay with our roving reporter Maureen who's going to tell us all about uh, CES and can you start by just explaining to our dear listeners what CES is yeah, CES is, uh, is uh, well, CES stands for Consumer Electronics Show. So a bit sort of uh, um, an old fashioned name for, for what was just a trade show, which was run by uh, the, uh, the Consumer Technology Association. It's a US Las Vegas based um, um, conference at, uh, or trade show, I should say, that everyone, everyone um, that is interested in sort of consumer electronics would just turn up. You know, and of course, the lure of Las Vegas is uh, is pretty attractive, so people would would go there. But for the last, you know, you know, five, five, ten years, people are usually sort of showcasing the new advances in in technology. So, um, so everybody descended upon CES last week. Everybody and their dog, and their cat, and their uh, robots. So it was dominated by AI, as you can imagine, um, and um, uh, apparently just a whirlwind. Um, but nonetheless, uh, you know, really informative for, 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 for us. So, yeah, it's been the talk of the town. I think people are back this week and they're all sort of jet lagged. Um, uh, some great stuff that's come through. Two highlights uh, for me, if I, if I may indulge, uh, is everything that's happening in video and text to video in particular. So two people's, two companies stand out for me, ByteDance and Pika. I hadn't heard of Pika uh, since, well, I hadn't heard of Pika before until I think late, late December. Um, but both have, have really done some fantastic stuff and we're showcasing them. So the first is text to video and Byte Dance in particular uh, with Magic Video has produced this absolutely amazing video examples of just simple prompt vid, uh, text to the video. And it's super, I mean, truly the aesthetics of high sort of video generation is superb. So that's one that I will sing sing praises for. And I can disclaim I'm bike dance isn't a client of mine, so um, I'd love it to be, but it's not. Uh, the second one is for and, and Claire and Claire would love this. It's a format adaptation. Um, and again, Ooh. this is taking uh, yeah, this is taking um, the old format four by three to 16 by 9 and the transition is amazing and truly amazing so um and, and and i'll point you to pika p-i-k-a and again not a client of mine although i'd like it to be so so two outstanding <laughs> i think you know examples of where where video uh is uh, uh just 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 the new evolution of video in the last six to eight weeks has been exponential exponential um so I'll, I'll 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 pause there as uh yeah ces is uh, did did everyone proud i'm sure i'm sure anyone who was over there that came back you know have got some some great examples as well but they're my two uh, just to say i wasn't there on the ground in las vegas uh, i was just getting get, get daily summaries and uh, and uh, pictures and whatnot sent through to me so yeah that's ces for us but Oliver. i can't believe you didn't talk about the vision pro I thought that was going to be the top thing oh. you were talking about, because you're so you were so excited <laughs> last year when Apple Apple launched a Vision Pro, their their 3D sort of uh, 
vision headsets and they are, it's now shipping on february two february 2nd maureen so i hope you've put your pre-order and it's gonna have 153 d movies including encanto i'm con well I, i'll be contemplating the sabbatical in order to in order to uh, <laughs> in order to take the time out for it However, I need my job in order to pay for it. Uh, so well, yeah, you can't leave your job because um, you need your salary. You need about a month's salary. I don't know how much you're paid. Pay for it exactly. I need, I need, I need a year's salary to pay for it. Um, but but yeah, I I, I I I was I was definitely promoting this. You know, last year I think it I think it looks absolutely amazing. Um, it, and it's going to be sort of really spaced out. But I think yeah, they are pretty expensive almost what four thousand dollars so uh but yeah i'm amazed that they're doing these really interesting deals with disney they're um you know they are doing a lot so of uh, content deals yeah. yeah so i think this yeah is i was surprised pretty, about that pretty amazing we shall see i'm not sure i'm, I'm not sure mm. it's top of my list of gadgets to buy but you know i'll wait until you have yours maureen and then i'll come and try it well i, I was <laughs> I was going to wait for you to try it because you're really good oh, at, no. uh, at these wonderful product <laughs> reviews. And then you give me advice. You give me advice. Well, if, listen, <laughs> if anybody I'm, wants I'm, to send us one to try, we're up for it. We will. I will make the effort. <laughs> I will do a review. That's a great idea. Yes. And we can all use it. Yeah. But uh, yes. Yeah, so so, so I, I, I was so overwhelmed by CES that I'd forgotten to talk about Apple Vision Pro. But I just love these uh these two other examples, uh, the bike dance and Pika. So, um, yeah, but uh, uh, yeah, Vision Pro. Oh, I'm going to be in the US la 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 latter part of the year. So maybe I'll pick up a headset. Maybe they'll be on sale as well. So to uh, all our supplies of so. high tech out there, um, we are now having a new section in the podcast, which is reviewing sexy tech. Uh, with all three of us. Yes. So we're all three again. So any massive pieces Anything of tech that you'd like, you'd to, like to send, uh, send us. to us. Yeah, it's got to be uh, it's got to be cool and expensive. Yeah, so uh, no, we'll yeah. definitely be up for that. Brilliant. Uh, thanks, Maureen. That was a great report uh, from CES. More of that next time. Uh, I should keep an eye on that. I love a bit of tech. Um, so let's move on. So the next story, and uh, this is a, a story, uh, Maureen. We're going to come back to you. Uh, you've written the headline here, which is. Um, which is interesting and it makes uh, it's uh, it's intriguing as well, I would say. So um, dive into some of the information that you sent me and Claire over the week, which was really uh, interesting to look and very well put together. But the story is this. And here's our raving reporter, Maureen Kerr. The story, AI, paradigm shift or platform shift? Question mark. Maureen. Yeah, you see, I don't like those phrases, paradigm shift and platform shift. So I just think it's uh, revolutionary or evolutionary. Uh, I, I think we, I, th I oh, truly I, think. I like that better. Yeah, I, like, I, like, heard... I like that better. Yours is nicer. Revolutionary or evolutionary. Well, actually, to be honest, you know, that's the phrase that's used by our uh, mutual acquaintance and friend, Cliff. Um, so okay. I think I, I, I think I stole it from Cliff, our, our, our lovely friend. Um, I, like, I truly believe in just what I've seen over the last sort of maybe six to eight weeks of, uh, of, of what's been happening in developing of uh, video and images uh, in particular, mid-journey. Um, I saw you know, a, a picture that's been created 18 months ago 
and now their current version of a mid-journey image is just phenomenal. I mean, the picture is just 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 a creation is just superb. Um, and 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 that that development in eighteen months is, is as I say has been exponential. So so for me, I think we're in a, a revolution of, of of different changes to the way our business is now. Of course, uh, though, in my view, um, businesses and people need to adapt. To these changes because it's, 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 it cannot change without human intervention so so and acceptance so I think even though the technology uh, and the tools are going to be there available to us and to businesses uh, it will take time for people to really bring them into their workflow and really accept them as part of a change so that will be an evolution uh, we are though in at a moment where the technology is superb but it's it, it, it's got to be scalable um, and it's 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 got to be accepted and so I think that's the bit that's going to take a little bit of time um, but yeah I, I'm excited I think it's I think it's great being a visionary person in terms of liking to see images liking to see different things in video liking to see quality and different platforms I, I, I'm, I'm truly excited um, yeah it's quite superfluous words there but uh, I am excited <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you need a thesaurus. Yeah, I, I mean, I um, think I agree with you in that the, the the technology has the potential to be revolutionary or a paradigm. We should give credit that this platform versus paradigm shift is been coined by Benedict Evans, who's a, who's a great analyst who does some really interesting uh, work. Um, should give credit where it's due, but I think it has the potential. But as I said in the predictions episode, I haven't, and you, you sort of said it yourself, I haven't seen the revolutionary applications yet. And uh, I'm, I, I'm sure they could come. But right now, I'm still waiting to see the thing that's going to transform the, and I'm thinking specifically, I mean, I, could, I think it's slightly different in, in areas like health or science, etc. But I'm thinking specifically of the media industry. I want to I won't see that revolutionary moment. I mean, I guess we won't see it. We will just know once it's done that it's happened. But I'm not. I haven't quite. I don't think we're quite there yet. I'm excited by the potential, but I'm not seeing it yet. I think a lot of people are experimenting, and and I think the legal framework, the infrastructure, is holding back a lot of the major companies from releasing things because they still are working through the guardrails, um, and and I think that's a concern, and particularly in our industry where where intellectual property rights is the linchpin of 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 the companies, and nobody wants to uh, nobody wants to um, you know, uh, exploit those or, or or get into any litigation sort of around rights. Um, it, it's interesting that uh, amongst this CES frenzy, um, it looks like uh, Meta. It, the, the news was sort of hidden, <laughs> uh, but 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 apparently Meta's. I think it's Llama. Llama is uh, they're, they're now being prosecuted for, uh, you know. Exploiting the rights, you know, uh, without um, uh, without getting permission for books. So I think I think everyone is just a little nervous. So they are frantically experimenting behind the scenes, and as soon as the, the legal system uh, catches up, I think we're going to see just an explosion of activity. Um, I think that will happen, uh, and or someone comes and is a little bit more. Um, 
transformative and is a little bit more, uh, let's say, gutsy. Um, and you know, and you would you would expect the gutsy bit maybe from the Murdochs, you know, but but maybe with Murdoch Senior not being around so much, maybe we don't. So I don't know who else would take that take that leap. Um, but um, but I think someone will either take a leap, and or the legal structure will 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 release those or or, or improve the guardrail somewhat, and then then it will open up. But well, I don't know. We'll see. But yeah, I think you're right. We haven't seen anything yet, have we? No. Don't you think some revolutionary things can sort of sneak up on you? I'm just amazed at how terrified people were of Gen No, I, absolutely, you're right. Ago. They will. Yeah. They will sneak up. You're absolutely right. I mean, mobile phone, smartphones sneak, snuck up on us completely. We had no idea. We thought it was just a, an iPod that yeah, could yeah. make calls. And then now. Yeah, even the know. cloud and the so internet. You, you don't uh, see um, them when they happen. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They, exactly. I'm just like um, my my wife was like, I'm in comms. I'm dead. And my daughter's just gone to university. But both of them are now just using chat GPT daily. And it's not cheating. Mm. It's a tool that helps you create a framework for yeah. communication. And that feels like re revolutionary because you wouldn't call them first adopters. But anyway, um, I, I, I take your point. Also, um, what uh, uh, Greg Smith, the head of digital at uh, Atos, at Atos, that's where I used to work, at uh, Arthur D. Little, uh, says the future is here. It's just not evenly spread, which I always think is quite a wise uh, yeah, saying. And that uh, the revolution is taking place in all different places at the same time. Um, we need to move on. And yes, our final story. Oh, it's a story we can't ignore. Claire, yes, over to you. So this is the power of drama, uh, which we love. And oh, yes. uh, how uh, a well-constructed story can help make real change and indeed um, get justice. I'm not one who screams for justice very often, but in this case, I was absolutely on the front line, particularly someone who used to work for Fujitsu. But no, I didn't break the system. You know what I'm talking about, of course. Uh, Mr. Bates versus the post office. Claire, what a wonderful, uh, uh, what a wonderful display of the arts making a real difference. What a wonderful display of the of a of drama, of storytelling, and of the power of linear television as well, which these are all things that we've discussed a lot because, you know, that, so for, if I told that, for our international listeners, I should say, because we do have some of these, the, the ITV, one of the major broadcasters in the UK, has just finished broadcasting a, I think it was a four-part drama called Mr. Bates, Versus the post office, which which dramatizes a true story that's been relatively well covered in the press, but hasn't really hadn't really found resonance with the public, which is a 20 year old fight for uh, postmasters, so people who run post offices in the UK, who were wrongly accused about 20 years ago to have. Uh, uh, embezzled money and uh, when it was actually an IT mistake by the, the uh, supplier to the post office called Fujitsu and it was sort of admitted quite relatively soon that it was an IT mistake but the reparations were not made people spent time in prison uh, families went bankrupt some people died this is all over the last 20 years and this, I mean it wasn't one guy obviously a lot of people fought back but specifically this guy Mr Bates uh, took on the post office and it was a 20-year journey to to get justice for the postmasters. The interesting thing, I mean, and what happened was the drama came out and there was an enormous, enormous public response. It's very well done. It's very moving. Uh, great actor playing Mr. Bates, Toby Young. 
and uh, the it, it it suddenly went to the House of Parliaments. The and now suddenly the Prime Minister has decided that yes, we're going to pardon all the postmasters and reparations will be made. Fujitsu's CEOs come out and said yes, we have a moral duty. I mean, none of this is news to them. They've been fighting this battle for twenty years. There was a Panorama episode. Panorama is a big BBC program. It's the equivalent of 60 Minutes in the U US. Where there was a Panorama episode, I think, two years ago about it. Before that, there were thousands of articles. I think originally somebody, I saw, I saw this, uh, somebody sent it to me. It was broken. The story was broken by Computer Weekly in sort of the early 2000s. So you know, this isn't a new story, but through the power of a really well-written, well-written, well, well-researched, well-acted linear television drama, we are seeing real change. And I think that's very, that's going to, you know, it's not going to change the pace of change of the industry. We're still moving away from linear. Some of the people watching this, this drama were, were watching it on catch up as well, but it just reminded everybody of the power of a shared moment in a country and what a good story well realized can do so well done to everybody involved the other interesting part of the story actually is that the toby young was the main actor there took a pay cut in order to do it because they had fairly small budget i think they had eight million pounds to do it which really compared to some of the money that's being sent you know spent by netflix and amazon etc it's, it's a small budget especially for something that's based on a true story which means there's a lot more research it takes longer to make etc and um it just goes to show that you don't necessarily need millions and millions to make something that's really affecting. So, yes, well done, everyone. Really feel good about this. It's a feel-good story, except for perhaps for the post office in Fujitsu. Yeah, like I said, I worked for Fujitsu. I had to watch that thing. I binged it. That's what young people do, isn't it? I binged it. So I watched it with my wife, all four episodes. And I had to watch it through uh, closed hands when Fujitsu came on because I used to work for them. And uh, you could just go, oh, I can imagine the pressure being put on them to do that. Oh, I can imagine the pressure. And you can sort of understand how it happened. There's absolutely no excuse, of course. Oh, yeah, exactly. But you can understand this that horrible thing. sequence of events. Yeah. yeah. That, that must have happened. The hilarious thing was the set they used for the Fujitsu help desk was hilarious. It was like NASA. And I know what the Fujitsu help desk looked like. And they are pits, <laughs> always in the basement of buildings. Uh, loads of crisp packets under desks and stuff. Loads of people who've been up for 20 hours uh, trying to trying to solve horrible problems. It was completely unrepresentative of what a uh, help desk in a large IT firm is. And I can absolutely guarantee that. But uh, yeah, you'd have thought they were on the Starship Enterprise when actually it's a basement in Basingstoke and it's dire but anyway that was quite funny so uh, that's a great story uh, what a great performance actually uh, not just by Toby but the entire cast were I thought absolutely unbelievable so I loved watching that and uh, up the um, postmasters and postmistresses Britain is behind you uh, and so is uh, the Prime Minister in election year what a surprise right um, yes. thank you for that well, yeah, it, it did uh, help that it was election year I think probably yeah, yeah. Um, Prime Minister does something to please the population in election year. Shocker. Um, and on that bombshell, uh, that is the end of In the News. Well, as night follows day, um, Podmojis follow In the News. Uh, and so therefore it's Podmojis time, which is great. And uh, let's crack on. Oh, my God. 
golly, we thought we, this was going to be a short episode, and I don't think it is. This is ridiculous. But anyway, never mind. It's good. Um, it's quality and quantity here at The Media Beat. Uh, so let's start with Maureen. Maureen, uh, pop emojis. Pelts versus Iger, season two. And I think that probably needs some explanation before it needs pod emojiing. Over to you, Maureen. <laughs> okay, this is something that we talk about almost every uh, every podcast now. It's about activism, activism in the media industry. So uh, Nelson Peltz, who's there, um, I think last time we mentioned uh, Nelson Peltz, who is the founder of uh, the activist uh, hedge fund um, investment fund uh, called Trian, uh, who is it's like heavily involved in trying to make changes uh, at Disney and um, is on the case for the management team to restructure, uh, make it more efficient, you know, make sure they're accountable to the numbers that they said they're going to get and so on and so forth. Well, with the announcement of uh, Bob Iger's, um, the CEO's uh, salary, that's an, always a trigger for they are overpaid. And so the activists sort of jump on the bandwagon and start telling them off. Uh, but similarly, as we said in the last podcast, uh, Two um, activist companies are in um, uh, are in Disney. One is, uh, as we said, Nelson Peltz company, Tria, and, and then Value Act Capital. And Value Act Capital seem to be a bit more friendly with the management. They're saying nice things to the management. And so you've got Nelson Peltz on one side being the aggressor, and then you've got the really friendly Value Act Capital being nice to management. Uh, but in the recent sort of uh, uh, general meeting, uh, where you put up nominees for um, uh, the board positions, um, there was a big fallout. So neither Value Act Capital could get its nominee to the board, and uh, nor um, Trian couldn't get his nominee to the board. And uh, in particular, what I found fascinating, sitting sitting here looking uh, on, on uh, overlooking the saga, was that uh, Trian, in particular put forward the ex-CFO of Disney. And of course, you know, Bob Iger wow. saying, bugger off. No, you're not having him. <laughs> and so uh, I think the whole thing is just, it takes up so much media time. It's such such an entertaining thing to look at. It clearly isn't entertaining when you're on uh, management or you're sitting on the board. But nonetheless, there's this, there's this continuous fighting now uh, for positioning. So you kind of want... As, a, as an activist, you do want to have, you know, the individual sitting on the board. So this carries on. So this carries on. And this is going to be triggered by either um, analyst uh, earnings reports or salary disclosures or anything like that. And this one in particular was the annual general meeting um, and also the, the salary at the same time. So the fighting continues. This is wow. kind, of a, kind of amusing. Yeah. That's Difficult to put in a pod at the moment. Oh, Oh yes, I, I, I almost news. forgotten what <laughs> I, I I'd almost be... forgotten what it's about. It's not yeah, I must news. be strict on the rules. It's not a deep dive either, Maureen. Come on, dear Roger. If <laughs> without so structure, sorry. we fall apart. I'm so just... sorry. I am so without structure, we fall apart. I do apologise. I get so uh, enthusiastic about these topics. I do apologise. Pop Moji is smiling. Okay, there good. Go. And your minute is up. No, 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 it's not even just a minute. Okay, we've got some spelling. Uh, Claire, can, can you, well, first, can you remember what section of the podcast we're in? And uh, secondly, Pelts versus Iger. We are, we are. Wait, 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 wait. Podmojis, Podmojis. I remember that. No, my, my Podmoji is a little, 
a little soldier. Oh, the soldier's it. back. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's a toy soldier. I think it's interesting. Board, ma- board, especially for these big companies, you know, boards used to be fairly confidential spaces where things would happen. People were being quite gentlemanly and... Uh, if there were disagreements, they weren't really played out in the open like this. To see all of this happen in such a very open uh, way is is interesting and a sign of the times. I think a sign of of what's going on in the industry and the and the unease that a lot of people are feeling about the future of media. So yeah, that's my put emoji sounds. <laughs> Slightly different. So a smile and uh, three deadly bullets. Okay, that's good. Stay with you, uh, Claire. This one probably also peak fast. Uh, that phenomenon uh, that needs explanation as well, as well as a as a, as a pop emoji if you if you feel like it. Right, peak fast. So uh, fast uh, free uh, advertising ad, ad supported. Uh, channels so these are the the sort of things originally that you saw if you had a smart tv like samsung and you'd 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 switch it on and some reason it would start playing weird dirt bike competitions with ads uh, and that was sort of the beginning of fast but then a lot of players we've talked about fast a little bit but a lot of uh, industry players decided that this was a great way to use old library content and we now have over a thousand five hundred fast channels in the u.s uh, and uh, there is a real question as to whether that is in any way sustainable. I mean, I've always been very doubtful about fast in general. This sounds crazy. I don't think it can sustain. I think maybe there's an equilibrium somewhere, uh, but much, much lower. I think it was a bubble, and I think everybody's going to stop talking about it at some point. And so my Podmoji is a roller coaster going down. But then I've said that for a year and it's still going, so I might be wrong. <laughs> no, it's at a small time scale. No, uh, I love the predictions that goes into prediction log uh, in, and then in the chest, which I lock up with a big key uh, every time we finish. And then we'll have a look at them uh, in, a, in a few years time. Uh, Maureen, uh, peak fast. I'm very short on this one then. So it's plateau. This is a plateau. A plateau? Not, not a downward? No, it'll stop at sort of uh, fifteen hundred. It's a, it's a oh, <laughs> Got it, got it, got and it. And then it will go like that. So oh, and she's gone. Bit. So in a different dimension. Yep. So sort of um, uh, for the for the listener, which is one hundred percent of the consumers of this podcast, uh, Claire went sort of side to side, and Maureen went towards the screen rather uh, terrifyingly. <laughs> but both of them. Yeah, but not... they could, we couldn't see. We couldn't see either. Yes. No, that's true. Yeah, yeah. But, but either yeah. not 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 great fans of uh, peak fast going and peaking even faster and higher. Thank you so much, uh, Maureen. This one's for you. Uh, well, Apple is the subject, but there's something very specific uh, about this particular pod emoji. Uh, so yes, Apple is now number one. Uh, so top spot in the smartphone market in 2023. Now that, that actually surprises me, uh, given I didn't think that the um, Apple uh, iPhone 15 was flying off the shelves. So quite, quite, quite surprised. So, um, and, and I don't know, maybe this is because I, th- I reckon this, uh, the underlying facts here are the shipments, you know, are they sold as well? Are they just sitting on in the retailers uh, shelving? I don't, I don't know, but um, yeah, surprising. So, wow. I mean, I'm, 
wow, that's my wow. Just wow, wow, that's a uh, they've just they've just oh, pushed yeah. Samsung to number two, and they've jumped up my understanding by you know almost almost twelve percent, and Samsung's dropped by ten percent. So and... incredible. Yeah, it's saying on IDC, a very reliable news source, the last time a company not named Samsung was at the top of the smartphone market was 2010. That's 13 years ago. Good Lord. Uh, well, let, uh, on that bombshell, what is your um, uh, pod emoji, uh, Claire? Oh, my pod emoji is... Uh, I... <laughs> It's a, Why is it's everyone a so surprised glass. when in a round called Podmoji, I'm asking people for Podmojis? Why is that causing such consternation? It's just, I know it's, it's late in the day, but the round is called Podmoji. What, my Podmoji? You want my Podmoji? Okay, right. Don't be comfy, Oliver. I was just trying to come up with the best visual expression for what I'm feeling. And I'm leaving the, the half full glass aside. I'm talking about scales. I'm now thinking. Because this thing is about the story. So it's a double-edged story. Yes, the iPhone is finally bigger than Samsung. It's a triple-edged story. This is terrible. It's going really badly. Uh, it's it's uh, Yes, iPhone is now bigger than Samsung. But actually, I don't think Samsung is the big competitor anymore. I think the, the Chinese brands are growing super super fast under the radar and they are the where they are where the real competition is coming from the i for the iphone and so while this might be very exciting it probably it probably uh hides increased competition rather than lower competition but also the other slightly worrying thing for apple is how dependent they have become on the iphone and yes you're right maureen the iphone 15 didn't do that well this this uh increased market share is due to this, this sort of cumulative effect and people buying older models etc uh but all but it, the iphone is such an important part of apple's success now that they have to keep getting those iPhones out because they can't really sustain on their other products. And even the iPad is, you know, not doing as well as it did. So it, there is an over-reliance there for Apple on the iPhone, which is a little bit dangerous. So yeah, bit of a triple-edged hmm. sword sticking with that image. <laughs> <laughs> is that a thing? That's a, that's a triangular thing. We're quite heavy, wouldn't it, triple-edged sword? Anyway, uh, thank you. Yeah, that is interesting. Like you say, uh, being number one, but a smaller number. Uh, because there's more people in the race. That's cool. So Davos is next, Claire. Uh, and this is this has made you grumpy, apparently. So uh, give us the Podmoji for Davos, which, um, well, you can explain better. The Davos conference. Davos, it's an eye roll, Podmoji. That's an easy one. Look at me, I'm eye rolling. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah, Good. Oh, yeah everybody's again. in Davos. I mean, seriously, it's because it's you know Davos is the the World Economic Forum. It's, it's a big conference. But it used to be fairly limited in terms of number, very specific people going there for very specific reasons. I've had five different people telling me this week they were going to Davos uh, for very different reasons. Some of them in the development world, some of them in 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 uh, finance, some of them in technology, some of them really, I still don't really know why. And I have to say, what the hell? Why are you all going there? It's really cold as well, and it doesn't sound very nice. So I, I think it's become a bit overblown that conference. That's my Davos, and me, I'm just really, I'm obviously bitter because nobody invited me. But I also, uh, I just don't really understand what it's for anymore. So that's my, that's my grump yeah. about Davos. Oh, you didn't go. Oh my God, it was wonderful. I think it's it was uh, wonderful. I. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm joking. My, my invite is oh, that's, that's why you're wearing. That's why you're wearing <laughs> yeah, you're actually in your you're in your igloo, but you're you're in actually Davos. Yes. Yeah. Uh, they're inviting I, absolute I no ones as well. I, I mean, seriously, I, I, it used to be a really serious uh, conference with world leaders and business leaders, and that was twenty thirty years ago. I mean, now it's like anyone who can don a pair of skis goes. Uh, I it should it should be seriously. The, 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 the movers and shakers of our industries, you know, and, and maybe politicians, you know, because it's lobbying, it's legal, it's business, you know. But now, I mean, you know, someone takes their their cat and they put them on the ski slope. I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm with you. I'm, I'm, my I cat think, is going to Davos. That's going to be my LinkedIn headline <laughs> next week. <laughs> oh, so, so, so that my cat's just returned from Davos. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, I'm like, <laughs> it's like, it's like, oh, come on. I'm just flatly refusing to go. I'm just saying, excuse me, no. Well, it used exactly. To be fun, but I now, would have refused as well. Yeah, yeah exactly. Absolutely. Uh, you know, when it was gerbils <laughs> on roller coasters, it was fun, but cats on skis, come on, guys. Okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, that's uh, brings us to the last one. So we're going to, we're going to, I'm going to get to you, Claire. First, because I know you have something to say on this. I'm sure you have as well, Maureen, but I know you have. So I'll go to you first, Claire. Um, so uh, uh, it's award season. So Golden Globes, Emmys and BAFTAs and one in particular gripe you have. Uh, final pop emoji. Uh, Claire, over to you. Uh, okay. Predictable Podmoji. It's it's been very predictable. Uh, we're setting up for. I just know what a predictable Podmoji looks like, but imagine, and that's <laughs> that's it. You know, uh, doing no huge surprise. Oppenheimer sweeping the deck um, at the Golden Globes and at the Critics Choice Awards, and then in and the Golden Globes and Emmys was hugely dominated by three shows which are all amazing, Succession, Beef, and uh, The Bear. But it did feel like, you know, this it's become, there's so much stuff going on that, you know, when something pushes through, it just takes everything and it, it feels a little bit, well, predictable. I was very sad because yesterday a shortlist for the BAFTAs came out and my favorite film this year, I may have mentioned already, is All of Us Strangers, which is coming out very soon in the UK. And the, I think Andrew Scott gave the best performance of the year as the lead actor and he wasn't nominated. Two of his co-stars were nominated as, nominated as supporting actors and he didn't get the nod and the film didn't get the nod as best movie, but that I expected because it's a smaller one. But I, I just... I wonder if he's just been uh, ostracized because there were too many Irish actors already. Uh, but I just, I just think I'm missing a trick because I thought he was amazing and I was very disappointed that he was nominated. So that's my rant. Yeah, I think the, um, the emoji you're looking for is the well duh emoji, maybe. You know, that one that uh, goes... Well anyway, exactly. Sorry, that's, that's exactly. That's yeah, exactly the it. right that's emoji. Well done. Yeah. And Claire, do you, you spoke you, you spoke about the sort of the Irish the Irish mafia there kind of thing that they that they push back a bit. But did Philomena? Do you remember Philomena? Did that get uh, with uh, J- uh, Judy Dench and of course Steve Coogan? Steve Coogan. Did they get? Did that get? Did that get a uh, a big award? I don't no. think it did. Or some sort of accolade? No. Okay. 
Okay. I don't then think maybe so. Do, but it's been, the there's Irish. been a, there's a sort of generation of male Irish actors who are all very good. Uh, uh, obviously, Colin Farrell, yes. I think, actually didn't win the BAFTA for the Banshees of Inisherin, but was nominated. Mm. This year, we've got Killian Murphy for Oppenheimer. We've got Barry Q for... Um, Saltburn and Paul Mescal is nominated as supporting actor for All of Us Strangers. Uh, and I think Jamie Dornan is nominated in the TV BAFTAs for The Tourist. They, they are everywhere. <laughs> but, uh, you know, for good reasons. Yes, indeed. indeed. Yeah, it's not their yes, fault. Our, not their our, brev- our, brethren, our brethren are there. So that's, that's, that's really good. Now, I think, more if, if you, you were saying maybe, maybe there's an anti-Irish sort of uh, film... I don't think there's an anti-Irish uh, film, uh, that, but I think no, among the five, no, yeah, among the five leading actors, you already had. There might there might have been a split, but I don't know. I'm trying to figure out why he was nominated because obviously I really liked his performance, and I'm trying to find conspiracy I, theories. It may just be much simpler than that. that. <laughs> I think people just weren't. Uh, I think people went for, as you say, you know, the the the, the obvious slightly, you know, and and had been mulling over it for such a long time, and I think the release yeah. of this film was sort of slightly slightly later. And we're all just really yeah. jealous of you, anyway, Claire, yeah. because you got to see it, and we haven't seen it yet. So uh, we've got <laughs> to wait till end of January, February. So I'm uh, <laughs> I'm waiting for I'm fall and leaves the hype. Out. Anyway, you are oh, building the hype. So I, I mean, I'm, I'm like. Oh, I'm so anxious. Oh, I'm seeing it tonight on Mubi. So don't tell me. It's, I just can't wait to see Falling Great. I've been, oh, I've been waiting but weeks and weeks. But it's very, very special. <laughs> it's quite unique. Yes, but I really, really and I'm assuming, it. I'm, yeah. assuming, I'm assuming it is. I, I'm assuming it is. Yeah. And, I, and I still haven't seen mm-hmm. pure things. I haven't, I haven't seen special things. <laughs> I haven't seen... Um, uh, poor, poor, poor things, things oh, you yet. have to watch that too. Um, yeah. and I just loved your description yeah I want to see that because you said it's brilliant but bonkers and I love it I love that description I absolutely love that description so um, yeah we've got so much great content out there there's so much content yeah there is it's a good yeah I mean that's the other thing it's a really really good year for for movies really good year I mean you have to admit it's really difficult the other movie I saw recently that I really recommend quite uncomfortable uh but worth watching is the zone of interest but you know I know this is oh that's on my list with the movie No, I was going to say, that that's the end list. of Film 24. I, I introduced that last time. Yes, I introduced yeah, that one last did. time. Zone of Interest is, is one for me. It's one for this me. This might be a new set. Holdovers. Nope, Holdovers another. did get yeah. some nominations. So, you know. It did. Great. It did. And it's also okay. good movie. Okay, well, uh, there we are. The film beat. Uh, with Maureen and Claire? No, that's uh, that's loads of recommendations because we we do look at a blank screen and go, oh gosh, we can't watch uh, The Office again. Uh, so that is great. We are there, I'm afraid to say. We've overrun a little, which is unbelievable. But um, I think we've got I think we've I think we've got that sort of time arc in our minds and we naturally come to the end after about 55 minutes or so. But anyway, uh, we have to close uh, on a uh, a wonderful round of pop emojis, which I thought had to be very carefully policed uh, this this time. Um, uh, so I'll pat myself on the back for that. No one else is going to, Oliver. Uh, and uh, it only remains for me to thank enormously uh, the fabulous Maureen Kerr for your contributions. Maureen, thank you. Thank you very much, Oliver. Thank you. It was great fun. Thank you. And the wonderful 
Well, I try. And the wonderful uh, Claire Tavernier. Claire, thank you so much as well. Thank you so much, Oliver. And I'm going to make you a badge that said Podmoji Police and give it to you for your birthday. Oh, yes. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> Birthdays in April. Uh, that would be marvellous. All right. Thank you. Yes, I love presents. So uh, it only remains for me to say thank you very much for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. Please um, also connect with us on LinkedIn to tell us uh, what you want to deep dive on. We've had some ideas and we'll be using them in future episodes. But until then, I wish you the very best until next time. And bye bye for now.